When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Trashy Divorces, everyone's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. My name is Stacy. Hey, friends, I'm Alicia. Thank you for joining us for today's tale of marital misadventure, 90210 style. With Tori Spelling's story last week and a little Aaron Spelling sprinkled throughout the last weeks, it was time to cover Ian Zaring with two trashy divorces and quite a reputation, too. Before we begin our show today, it is to our magic mirror we go, giving some thanks and praise to a few folks. Alicia, whose names do we see? Holy cats, big love and thanks to our most recent supporters over at patreon.com slash trashy divorces, Francis M., Kit H., Mary H., Melissa R., and JLZ, y'all rock. See a few more names in the magic mirror. I want to give some huge thanks for the amazing reviews over on Apple Podcasts too. Kim Ann, CT Dubs J, Heidi and Tanya too. Those are very much appreciated. Thank you all. Thank you. We really appreciate all of you. We are now halfway through the season's ride of trashy divorces. Bum 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 bum. That's the Jaws music. See where I'm going with this? Uh-huh. I see no reason to delay <laughs> this story. <laughs> Let's go, go, go. All right, Alicia, so you're keeping us on an Aaron Spelling theme, I see. A little bit. Yes, today I am. It's too good not to do this story. I mean, come on. Let's talk about his name first. Let's get it right. Ian Andrew Zaring. Not Ian, like everyone else in the world says it. Ian Zaring. Was born March 30th, 1964. The youngest of three sons, Ian's family, lived in West Orange. This is a suburb of Newark, New Jersey. He graduated from West Orange High School in 1982, but Ian... Okay, I'm not going to do that the whole episode. He had already gotten a few small acting roles during his last year of high school. Taking us to the year 1986, Ian would score a minor but reoccurring role on the soap opera Guiding Light, Hmm. appearing in 19 episodes between 1986 and 1988. So, you know, getting a start. Some other minor acting roles, but it was in 1990 when he was cast as Steve Sanders on Beverly Hills 90210. That his life changed. I bet. For our trash pandas who were not around for the cultural phenomenon that was Beverly Hills 90210 during the early 1990s, it is almost hard to describe. This show became responsible for launching the entire teen soap opera genre, Mm -hmm. solidified the fledging Fox television network. It was a contender for ratings. The stars of the show were some of the most famous and most recognizable people in the whole world. 
No doubt, Luke Perry, who played Dylan McKay, was the breakout heartthrob. He was very James Dean-esque. Yes. But next up, I mean, close second in the heartthrob department was Jason Priestley, Mm -hmm. who played Brandon Walsh. Sure. And then you had some other characters, like Ian Ziering's character, Steve Sanders, who was uh, arrogant, rich, and initially pretty unlikable in all of those early seasons. We did this. It was watch party night. Like These episodes were social events for fans. The main cast, all of the young actors, they are everywhere. Every magazine, every talk show, every tabloid, they are photographed perpetually. Their personal lives were endlessly reported on. Beverly Hills 90210 airs for 10 seasons. Will not end until May 2000, but it was those first five seasons that the show was really at its peak. And the original cast of actors will always be associated with their roles from Beverly Hills 90210. I started to think if I could name every person's character on that show before we started recording, and it is weird what sticks in your brain. But we're here for Trashy Divorces, so... Let's talk about Ian Zering's first marriage. Ian will meet his first wife. Our bride is a model and actress. Her name is Nikki Shiler. They get married July 4th, 1997. This is when 90210 is still on the air. However, there were some early signs that perhaps this marriage was not going to last. Oh, do tell. In the Entertainment Weekly article... From November 25th, 2005, this is a good article title. It is called When Hollywood Marriages Go Wrong, Nikki said, quote, (laughs) I had a temporary tattoo put on my butt painted with fireworks, but I spelled his name wrong on purpose, like A-I-N. He wasn't laughing, unquote. Ian. Mm -hmm. The couple had met three years earlier, all the way back in 1994, when Nikki played a small part on Beverly Hills 90210. The two fall in love, and Nikki even converts to Judaism. She will tell Jewish Journal in 2003 about falling in love with Judaism as she fell in love with Ian. I never had anyone close in my life who was Jewish. The family aspects appealed to me because my parents divorced and I didn't have that. Initially, I worried that his parents would reject me as the shiksa, but they were totally accepting, unquote. The couple married under a chuppah at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and it was the first Jewish wedding that Nikki had ever attended was her own. So that's perfect. Nikki was getting small acting parts. She'd been a swimwear and lingerie model for Venus Swimwear and Fredericks of Hollywood. But just a few months after getting married, Nikki... Got a new job. She was elected. Are you elected to this role? Playboy's Playmate of the Month for September 1997. How many candidates were there? I don't know. I don't know how you get that job. Two years later, Nikki in 1999 will become a Barker Beauty on The Price is Right. It is on February 28th, 2002. So this is almost five years into marriage. Ian filed for divorce, citing... Irreconcilable differences. At the time, in 2002, the couple didn't disclose much about the reason or the details regarding their split. But 
time is our friend around here at Trashy Divorces in 2019. Hmm. Uh Uh-huh, 17 years later. Ian would drop some hints when commenting on his character's storyline on the Beverly Hills 90210 reboot. In the premiere episode of the reboot, his character discovers that his wife, who happens to be a fitness model, was cheating on him. Yeah, see the look on your face. Of course, this got fans wondering if this could be perhaps based on real life. When Us Weekly asked him about it, Ian said, It has no relation to my current relationship. Hmm. You know, I was married once before, so let's leave it there. It's not my current situation. Ian had been happily remarried to his second wife, Erin, for a while when he made this comment. So he clearly wanted to make it clear that it didn't have anything to do with Erin, his current wife. However, Ian seemed to want to lead people to believe it was perhaps about Nikki without saying it was perhaps about Nikki. Sure. He doesn't shut up, Ian doesn't. He goes on. Mm -hmm. Quote, my wife was concerned that people were going to think that she was the one running around and it's pretty clear that she's not. I mean, Erin is very prolific on Instagram. She has a social media marketing empire of her own. We're very committed. We've got two kids, so it's obviously not her. She raised that point when she knew that it starts off with me catching my wife cheating, and I had to remind her that I was married once before. We're not really too worried about it. Unquote. I just want you to know that was in 2019. Just yes. put that in your back trashy pocket. Okay. Okay, meanwhile, Nikki goes through some pretty seriously hard times personally and professionally after her divorce from Ian in 2005 in that same When Hollywood Marriages Go Wrong article from Entertainment Weekly. They describe her as, oh, so sad, you ready, quote unquote, a living ad for the pitfalls of a prenup. Wow. That just makes my trashy heart sing a living ad for the pitfalls of a prenup yeah so it did not the divorce did not go well for her oh no the article will describe her living situation back in 2005 in a very dire way stating the only thing she got from the marriage was a four poster bed and that her studio apartment was so small that the bed touches nearly every corner of it It also says her kitchen cabinets were doubling as, it's Hollywood, y'all, I can't make it up, hair product storage. The article will go on to read, Sitting on her small deck, Nikki chain smokes while trying to set the record straight about her marriage. People think I took him for all this money, but I didn't get anything, says Nikki, who spent her married days living in Ritzy Nichols Canyon and dropping $700 on Gucci shoes. I get no monthly checks. He didn't even help with my moving out expenses. I had $40,000 to my name and I blew through it all. Counters Ian's spokeswoman. She was compensated above and beyond the prenup because she fought it. What she did keep other than the bed was the Zaring name. Not that it's done much for her. Being a Zaring has crippled my career, (laughs) she says, adding that she looked into reinstating her maiden name, but her managers persuaded her not to. Things are pretty bad for Nikki at the time. She had recently been fired as one of Barker's beauties from The Price is Right, Mm. with Nikki stating the reason for this was just... (laughs) 
<laughs> Is it also irreconcilable differences? No. Uh, quote, unquote, Nikki said Bob Barker was jealous of the attention I was getting. Hmm. That strikes me as unlikely, but okay. Unlikely. Of course, Bob Barker did not agree with her version and called it, quote, unquote, completely inaccurate and said that, quote, Neither I nor Mrs. Zaring's publicity figured in any way in the decision. Nikki will have a few small movie parts after the divorce, but they're all pretty similar-ish roles. She'll play Crystal, the dominatrix exotic dancer, dressed as the police officer at the bachelor party in the movie American Wedding. In Austin Powers' gold member, Nikki plays a seductive henchwoman. Nikki was the sexy, villainous personal trainer in Serving Sarah. And once again, staying very true to type, National Lampoon's Spring Break, National Lampoon's Gold Diggers, Two Dudes in a Dream, and Crazy Girls Undercover. Similar roles in all. When Nikki was asked about her roles usually involving nudity, she will tell Jewish Journal, I have no problems being naked because the human body is beautiful. Love it. Nikki will also make rounds on the reality show circuit, appearing on a lot of them here. Celebrity Boot Camp, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, and Hulk Hogan's Celebrity Championship Wrestling. In 2006, Nikki was a sideline reporter for the CBS card tournament series Ultimate Blackjack Tour. And she was the team captain for the Los Angeles Temptation Squad for the Lingerie Bowl. I did not know there was a Lingerie Bowl. You know, like the Puppy Bowl gets yeah. a little bit more attention than the Lingerie Bowl, but we just may not be in the right crowd. Okay. Nikki also continued to model, and in 2009, she had a daughter with her then-boyfriend, comedian Rick Reynolds. It does not appear that Nikki ever commented on what Ian said in 2019 regarding the infidelity storyline for Beverly Hills 90210. I suppose we will never know for sure. History's mysteries. <laughs> History's mysteries is right. What is not a mystery is that right now is a perfect time for a quick little break. We're going to hear from a few sponsors and we're going to talk about Ian after the divorce and his time on Dancing with the Stars and the debacle that caused. We'll see you in a minute. Hey, Trash Pandas. When you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island, from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 
6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh my. So Nikki doesn't do too well after that divorce, but Ian's personal and professional life fared a little better than his ex-wife's after that breakup. Ian never became a huge movie star or had another major hit television show like 90210, but he will continue to work and had a long second marriage. This is kind of trashy and it's just too delightful not to talk about because wowza. I guess when you think about what kind of spouse you might be or partner and how you'd show up in a relationship, Maybe you think about how do they get along with their coworkers, mm. right? It's one thing to that see is how a you good tell, yeah. Get along with like serving staff in a restaurant or the hotel bellman, but your colleagues, I think, might give you a pretty accurate representation of how you are to the world. It is in 2007 that Ian was a contestant on season four of Dancing with the Stars. Ian and his professional partner, Cheryl Burke, made it to the semifinals before being eliminated. During their final dance, they actually received a perfect score, getting a 10 from all three judges. But, dot, 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 with the viewer votes counting as well as the judges' scores, they did not make it Hmm. to the finals. It is several years after Ian's season ended that Cheryl Burke (laughs) comes out about the troubled partnership that Cheryl and Ian shared on the show. Cheryl Burke openly called Ian Zaring her least favorite partner from her years on Dancing with the Stars. It gets worse. In 2016, Cheryl Burke goes on Theo Vaughn's podcast called Allegedly, and does not hold back on how she feels about Ian Zaring. Burke described wanting her and Zaring to get voted off sooner than they did so she wouldn't have to work with him anymore. Quote, I was like crying to the executives. I was like, is there any way to just please eliminate us? And they're like, we can't. We can't do that. And I swear, every time I asked, we just kept going. We would last till the end. I didn't try to get people to vote for us. When Theo Vaughn said he didn't like Ian Zaring when he was on The Celebrity Apprentice the year before, he, Vaughn called him intense, Cheryl Burke replies, that's the true colors that they didn't show on Dancing with the Stars. Think of spending time with that for like eight to ten hours a day, seven days a week for three months. By the way, It is Hollywood because the fact that his name is not Ian and it's Ian makes me want to throw up. (laughs) Okay, that was probably okay. But then Cheryl makes the comment that is probably a step too far. Cheryl Burke says, working with him made me want to slip my wrists. Wow. Yeah, it was not a good working relationship. Yeah. Soon after, Cheryl Burke tweets because she she gets it. And the... (sighs) She apologizes. She gets that was a little out of line. She tweeted, 
I've always lived life by the rule that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Recently and regrettably, I broke that rule. In the heat of an interview conversation, I used a phrase that seemingly makes light of suicide, and I deeply regret it. I have many friends and family members that struggle with depression and thoughts of suicide. To have said something that seemingly makes a mockery of what they've gone through and what they live with is something that I apologize for. I never meant to hurt anyone or to trivialize the topic. I was out of line, and for that, I apologize. That's a good apology. In April 2021, Cheryl Burke goes a little further in her apology on her own podcast called Pretty Messed Up. She will apologize for her word choice regarding Zaring. People reported on this, saying Cheryl Burke said, The one thing I truly regret and want to make amends with is Ian Zaring. She'll tell this to her co-host, AJ McLean. I was completely out of line a few years ago, and I did a podcast where they were asking me who my favorite partner was and who did I hate the most. And I answered Ian Zaring, and I said something along the lines of, I'd rather slip my wrist than dance with Ian Zaring again. I am so sorry for being so inconsiderate and just talking, trying to get a reaction, and putting him as my punching bag, really. I took it to that next level of nastiness. I was so nasty. And I'm here to publicly apologize to Ian and his family. I lost a lot of respect for myself. It still haunts me to this day. Hmm. I feel like that's a lot of beating up on herself. Well, you think much. that Cheryl might be done talking about it, but, but no, no, believe it or not. In October 2023, just last month, Cheryl goes on to make it clear that she and Ian were now on good terms and they have, quote unquote, no hard feelings. Cheryl Burke tells the New York Post, I actually apologize to him. I sent him an email like a couple of years ago when I did a YouTube. I think it was during like right after the pandemic or toward the end of it. And I did. I just wanted to publicly apologize. But before I publicly apologized, I wanted to just do it personally. And he responded, it was short and sweet, but I think there was a lot to discuss. I am a different woman than I was back in season four. I've grown a lot and I totally, you know, I'm taking accountability for my actions. And I knew, I know it was wrong when I said it. And I didn't need any hard feelings then or now. I can validate that. I'm a different woman than I was back in season four of this podcast. (laughs) Holy cats. We've grown a lot. Okay. Okay. You ready Mm -hmm. for marriage number two? Yeah. Ian gets married a second time. Doubly blessed in love. It is in February 2010 that Ian changes his Facebook relationship status to engaged. (laughs) It's complicated. After only three months of dating. So they made it Facebook official. Okay. Three months, his fiance was licensed RN nurse, Aaron Christine Ludwig. Ian and Aaron marry just a few months later in May 2010, tying the knot at the Pelican Hill Resort in Newport Beach. It was a big day for the 90210 cohorts, including Jenny Garth, Jason Priestley, Brian Austin Green were all there to help the couple celebrate. Ian and Aaron had their first daughter in 2011. Their second daughter followed in 2013. Aaron co-founded the vlog Millennial Mamas in 2016 and also created a blog called At Home with the Zarings. Now, I want to make clear that this is not Aaron's only career venture after marrying Ian. 
She was the host of the Housewives of Hollywood talk show on the Focus Television Network. Erin began dabbling in acting herself along with having a strong social media presence. She has also hosted several red carpet events, interviewing celebrities, and covering the fashion world. Ian, for his part, his career was nothing like it had been during all of those heady 90210 days. But I don't even know if you know this, Ian had an unexpected resurgence with his role as Finn in the Sharknado film series. I did not know that. And of course, his name is Finn. Finn's up, everybody. Sharknado is certainly the target of many a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's also a breakout cult success in science fiction circles. For most of us, maybe. I've, some ne- of us, I've never seen Sharknado. It, it could be hard to imagine that Sharknado was successful. But maybe a little bit like Aaron Spelling and he goes to the executives and, and he's like, do you just want people to go to a sex island? And they're like, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what we want. We want a tornado. Of, of, do you want a tornado with sharks? sharks? Yes, that's exactly what we want. Yes. Okay, maybe hard to imagine that it is the franchise hit that it is, but it has five sequels. There are six films in the Sharknado series. These are films that an AI could write and no one would know. (laughs) Uh, I I believe. Sharknado has also been expanded, believe it or not, into video games and comic books. Mm -hmm. It has become enough of a pop culture phenomenon that the two main stars of the series, Ian Zaring and Tara Reid, hosted a special during the 2021 Discovery Channel Shark Week called The Real Sharknado, where they debunk common shark myths from the series. You ready for how much money this has grossed worldwide as a franchise, you want to guess? I'm afraid of what you're going to tell me. 100 million? 100 billion? (laughs) 5 billion. 5 billion dollars. Hey, if it's good, listener, let me know. I'll I'll watch it. I just, I think it's not good. Okay, are you ready for my next sentence? But it wasn't because of the storyline or quality of the films. <laughs> None of that $5 billion had to do with any kind of grand storytelling. There was actually a scene where Ian Zaring dives face first into a shark's mouth with a chainsaw. I believe I've heard about this, yes. Apparently, fans of the Sharknado series love the ridiculousness and the camp mm. of the franchise. Oh, no. I had co-workers back then who would not shut up about Sharknado. They loved it. So, yeah. Zaring was interviewed by CBS about his decision to appear in the movies and the career revival it has brought him. Coming back from the deep water. <laughs> I just got sharknado when asked why he thought it would be a good idea to be in the original film ian answers i never thought that at all i only did this to receive health care i wasn't sure this was going to do wonders for my career it was really at my wife's behest that i did this being that she was pregnant and we were going to have a baby a few months after i'm a dad and that's a job i can't fail at i took one for the team and it turned out not to be a bad thing that is refreshingly candid, to be honest. It was a terrible movie. I needed the health insurance. Yeah. 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 But a terrible movie that became a cult classic, so. He'll go on to tell ABC News in 2013 that 
He initially struggled with the decision to be in the movie, saying, I was really apprehensive, but as an actor, I get my insurance from the Screen Actors Guild Union, and you have to make so much every year to get that type one insurance. Halfway through the script, I said to my wife, honey, I don't know about this. (laughs) She didn't miss the beat. She said, look, you're going to have two babies by this spring. You need to get to work. He went on to explain that the Sharknado movies are really enjoyable to make. He says they're so fun. We shoot them in like 15, 16 days and it's a whirlwind. We move around very quickly and through the magic of Hollywood, we're able to get this movie done with special effects, typically in post-production. And so all seems to be going well in the world of Ian and Aaron. Aaron is seen out and about often with family and friends. She features her family on her blog or her vlog or social media. As a couple, they seem to be going strong. He got health insurance. He's a Sharknado star. We're going to leave him on a high note right here. Take another quick break and come back to October 2019. Uh Uh-oh. When after nine years of marriage, they announce their separation. Wow. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, friends, I'm so sad to report. October 2019, Ian takes to Instagram. After nine years of marriage writing, it is with a heavy heart that I tell you Aaron and I are splitting up. With our hectic work schedules, we could not be busier and over the last few years have grown apart. Ian also calls Aaron one of the most incredible women I've ever met and the best mom to our kids. It was reported shortly after the filing that Ian was living in their marital home alone. Us Weekly reported that a source close to Ian said, His wife already moved out. He asked her to. Mm. It was on October 31st, 2019 that Aaron takes to Instagram and posted a beautiful picture of herself on the beach with the following message. I'm winning this. (laughs) I mean, it is kind of hard to choose an announcing your divorce picture, so I just went with my favorite one of myself. After nine and a half years of marriage, Ian asked for a divorce. After having asked multiple times, I knew it was time to give up. Knowing that I am not the person to make him happy makes the situation feel more peaceful. The girls and I are doing great and finding gratitude and love in our new life together and rebuilding. Thank you to everyone who's been reaching out, and I'm sorry if I do not get a chance to respond right now. I appreciate your love and the sisterhood of women who surrounds me during this time. XO Aaron. I believe that does translate to when in this one. In early November 2019, Aaron had filed for divorce, citing irreconcilable differences. In December, Ian submitted his response to the Superior Court of Los Angeles. He requested joint legal and physical custody of their two young daughters, who were aged eight and six at the time. According to People, Ian also specified in his request, 
reasonable spousal support for a limited period of time to request an order that Ludwig, Aaron, Aaron. become <laughs> self-supporting. Then, uh-huh, there were apparently some rumors that Ian wanted to dispel. So he posted the following to set the record straight. I'm shaking my head no because this never goes well. Go ahead. It has come to my attention that things are being written and said to sensationalize a situation that is simply not sensational. Any quote attributed to me is completely false and solely meant by haters to undermine our intention to continue to get along, protect and raise our daughters, and be examples of successful co-parents. Whatever you tell yourself at night, Joe Jonas. Okay, so January 2020, Mm -hmm. just everything's moving pretty fast in the courts. Erin is now ready to go public with her response to Ian's demand that she gets a job. On the Dream Big with Diana Madison podcast, Erin made it clear that she does have a job and she works hard, telling Diana Madison. Whenever the divorce was announced, everyone was really positive. It was like, you know what, we're proud of you and you're going to be fine. And a lot of the women supported. But then there was a statement that came out on his side saying that I had to go get a job, which was interesting because four years ago I started my brand and I started my blog at home with the Zerings. Then I changed it to Elevated by Aaron because it wasn't really about Ian and I. It was more about what I was doing in my lifestyle and I didn't do couple stuff. I did girls night stuff. And girls' trips and mother-daughter trips. So I took away, because I was never at home with him, we weren't a married couple that were home together, so I changed my brand to Living Your Best Self. But I realized people don't look at that respectfully as a job all the time. And that was kind of really hard for me. No, I do work. I spend my days in meetings. I'm meeting with PR companies. I make money. It was kind of disheartening to see so many people really trash you because someone says in the press that you need to go get a job and then suddenly you're lazy. Erin also would like to remind everyone that she was a full-time nurse when she met Ian and continued to work as a nurse right up until their first daughter was born, saying, I went right into mom life. I was working as a full-time nurse still up until the time I had my daughter, and then I tried to go back and do some clinics and stuff. Up until I had my second, I always tried to continue and I've always kept up my nursing license for good reasons. I worked as a nurse for almost 10 years. I started when I was 21. I'm still active. I still do clinics every now and then. I still do flu shots. When asked if she makes money from her job as an influencer, Erin replied, Yes, and I make a full living out of being an influencer and I'm proud of it. It's something that I grew from nothing. It wasn't something that was really going on when it started. I got into it because sharing about my life was my passion and it grew into a business, which I wasn't expecting, but I have turned into a businesswoman from there. Also, in January 2020, Aaron was interviewed on the Weather Channel's Local Now streaming service. It's my dad's favorite channel. About parenting during a divorce, and Erin said that she felt that the most important thing was to be open and honest with her girls. Good advice, Erin says. Every night we have conversations about what's going on. What was said at school? How are you feeling? Do you have any questions about what's going on between mom and dad? Because there's a lot of transitions that I'm going through, and I can only imagine what these little girls are going through at the same time. Erin sounds fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. When asked when she knew her marriage was in trouble, she said, Aaron, oh, bless her, 
I could just sense that something was off. Hmm. She'll say, I think you always know when something's wrong. You can always feel like there's definitely something wrong, and it's going into the, have I done what I can do to make this work? Or do you want to do what you can do to make it work? If you don't, or you feel like you already have, what left can you give? Like, what do you have left? I didn't have anything left to give. And the divorce proceedings go on for another three years. Good Lord. Three years. Finally, in October 2022, Ian and Aaron settled their divorce. Interestingly, the court document was actually filed as a petition for an uncontested dissolution of the marriage instead of a settlement. Yahoo reports that the couple agreed to have joint custody over their daughters and will share equal time with them. They reported that the agreement said that Ian will pay Aaron a tax-free sum of $362,500. That's Sharknado money. Right, as a what's called equalization payment which divides their community property and assets. The agreement also stipulated that Ian would keep his three guns. Sure. Interestingly, as well, it was also reported that Ian would be keeping Aaron's engagement ring as he owned it before he met her. That's interesting. All right, Drake. I wonder if the reason the guns were mentioned is because there were stipulations about safe storage because there are children involved. Probably. I mean, they're Dan Wesson revolver, Sig Sauer, two twenty nine Remington shotgun. I don't know a lot about guns, but if they all have names, they're probably big deals. <laughs> I don't know. I would imagine it's it's in the agreement though that there has to be a, a safe for storing them. Yeah, right? that, like, that makes sense. <laughs> If they have names, they're big deals. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So he keeps the ring because he owned it before he met her. Aaron will also have no rights to his 90210 money, but will share in the money he made from newer projects like Sharknado. In addition to her $362,000 payment, Aaron will receive over $2,000 a month in child support but no additional spousal support. Which it sounds like she doesn't need it anyway, so that's good. Right. Another stipulation here in this, whatever they call it, uncontested dissolution, as it pertains to their daughters. Both agreed not to have overnights with new partners while the girls were there with them. Written into the language here, both parties shall refrain from having a girlfriend and or boyfriend stay overnight in their home during their custodial time with the children until the party has been with the person for at least six, six months. months. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty standard. We've seen a lot of that. During each party's custodial time with the children, neither party shall use alcohol, medication, and or other substances to the point of being inebriated and or impaired in such a manner as having slurred speech, inability to drive safely, and or be unable to care for the children. I think that's probably just boilerplate that lawyers put into every settlement. So at this point in time, it's unclear if either Aaron or Ian are in a new relationship. But Us Weekly has reported that Ian is now a member of the celebrity dating app, Raya. Uh So ladies, he's on the prowl. The most exclusive dating app in the world. Fins to the left, fins to the right. Good Lord. 
Those are the trashy divorces of Ian Zaring. 90210. Thank you for that. Boy, Sharknado. I did not see that one coming. That was a real culture mashup in mm-hmm. that episode, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Real roller coaster there. Okay, Alicia, trash cans for Ian. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's impossible to tell because they've all been swept up into a Sharknado. Ah, yes, that's (laughs) good. (laughs) Well, what a story that was. Thanks again for tuning in today, and thank you for the story, Alicia. We'll be back this weekend with a whole new tale of marital misadventure. And in the meantime, Patreon is where you'll find us for bonus episodes at all levels of support. And if you're looking for a little trashy joy for your Thursday podcast listening, be sure to tune in to Trashy Royals, our newest little podcast. And this week, friends, we're taking a break from Queen Victoria's trashy grandchildren to visit Trashy Monaco and the Trashy Grimaldi family through time in order to get my little love letter for one of my favorite princesses, Princess Grace. Holy cats, her amazing all Scorpio 40th birthday party is amazing. Trashy Royals is where that drops on Thursday. Subscribe now wherever you listen to podcasts to never miss a moment of naughty nobles over the eons. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in today, telling your friends about us, and in all the ways you support our trashy universe. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you. Until we meet again, darlings, we want you to keep those hands clean, keep those hearts trashy, stay away from sharks, danger. Bye. Big love, everybody. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at CarbonMade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at TrashyDivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at TrashyDivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at Patreon.com slash TrashyDivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there. And thanks again, everybody, for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.